everyone, and welcome into the Broadway Bulletin. We've got two very different shows to recap for you, so without further ado, let's jump in. Come with us down to the West Village to the Audible Theater at Manetta Lane Theater. There we saw a very interesting show, The Fever. This was an interesting show with a very interesting message. Definitely. Um, The message was super important and aligned with my personal beliefs and the, 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 the carry system that they used to get the message was interesting. Yeah. It was told almost basically like a fever dream. There were moments where it felt like they were just, the, the actress was just rambling and rambling and rambling. And it was kind of hard to, to keep track of how certain thoughts kept, like how they connected or where the hell she was going with certain things. And then I realized, this is the point. That everything yeah. is not meant to necessarily connect. You have to sort things out. It's a fever dream. She has a fe- The show is called The Fever. She's having all these thoughts and out-of-body experiences and stuff because she's ill. But there's, there's like four different stories. And they do all tie together at the end. But yes. you have, there is an overarching message. You have to seek it out. You, the audience, have to sort through this. Yes. Well, and it starts in a really odd way. And it ends in a really odd way. Um, and... It's almost like you go on the fever dream with the actress. Yeah. Like, I stepped out of the theater and I told Andrew, I was like, man, I just feel so weird. I feel like I was in a dream, but I wasn't. And, yeah. And at first I thought maybe I was just, maybe I'd just gone temporarily crazy. And then I realized after we talked about the show, I was like, oh, that was the point. Yeah. It was written, <laughs> it was cleverly written. It exposed the audience to hard but honest truths. Definitely, especially um, considering the large the large part of the audience was, um, you know, mid to late forties, fifties. Like, let's be uh, honest, the show was about white privilege. Yeah, the show was about white privilege, and most of the people in the audience were older white people. And a few of the people that left, you could tell this play wasn't for them, but they probably felt uncomfortable or bored. And I was like, "But this play is for you." And it should be noted that the actress was not of color. No. So it's not that it was about racial diversity at all. No. But it's it's about privilege. I maybe not necessarily white privilege, I shouldn't say, but just privilege. privilege. Um and the play itself felt more like a conversation than a play. Right. And I definitely um between the way that the script was written, the way that the story is told, and the way that the lights mm-hmm. happen throughout the show, it really like disoriented the audience right from the start. Yeah. And really kind of helped lead you into being trying to suck in every single word that was being spoken. Yeah. Which I think helps with the message. Right. Well, and I, like I said, I think several of the members of the audience left because they were uncomfortable. And I was like, that is the point sometimes. We're discussing things that should make you uncomfortable. I found myself coming in and out a little bit a few times, but when I was really, really in, I was like, yeah. And then I had the realization of, oh my God, no, I'm a horrible human. (laughs) But this show sadly played its final performance on October 24th. Yes, indeed. They say that I should be in the 
So for our second show, we head back to Broadway and to the Ambassador Theater to hear all that jazz in the legendary show, Chicago. Yes, Chicago. It was much better than the last time I saw it. And I think the last time we saw it was, oh Lord. I don't know eight because years, yeah, seven, the last ago? time we actually had physical tickets, we ended up giving them away. Yeah, well, because <laughs> we had tickets to see our fr- another friend of ours in a Broadway show, so I was like, I, not that I don't like the show Chicago, but I wanted to see our friend in their show, but you know, the show was much better than the time eight nine years ago that we saw, and I think that's just it got a tune up, which is great, um, and it was a great show. It really was a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy playing Billy Flynn could really, really sing. Right, it was I think so all of his impressive. credits were opera. And it came through. I was just like, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally loved this Velma, um, this Velma Kelly. She was really good and um, played up exactly how she was supposed to being a Velma Kelly. Yep. Um, and especially what I liked about it is knowing her background, knowing that she had previously played... Uh, Roxy Hart and done so to much um, like many much acclaim in Mexico. Acclaim, that's the word I wanted. A you lot know. of acclaim in Mexico. Which yeah, is and from. so here she is like coming to Broadway after playing Roxy and so that little like bitterness towards the uh, Roxy character totally just like I, it, was, it, was, it was cool. The actor playing Amos was absolutely perfect and hilarious. He knew just how to play the audience, like, enough with the humor and everything without making it pandering, you know, which I love. One of my favorite things is when he does the, my exit music, please! And, of course, no one gives him it because he's invisible. And the audience is the exit music, and they applaud. And he kind of gives them the nod and the smile, like, this is better exit music than Billy Flynn got. You know, he got an orchestra, but I got the applause. I thought that was great. I think he, he... he he knew understood comedy and he played it fantastically. Yeah. Um I loved the ensemble and particularly the men in the ensemble because I bet the, you did. I'm the sorry. dancing <laughs> and the Fosse like yes. movements were so quintessentially Fosse that it was just amazing well, to watch them move together. That's the sh- the dancing in the show is iconic and it didn't disappoint. It is Fosse. To mm-hmm. the end team, and degree. we go way more into this in our Chicago episode, which is going to be released. I believe it gets released next uh, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks from now. So they, you know, look forward to that. Tickets for this show are at the Ambassador Theater, uh, and they're currently on sale through February 6, twenty twenty-two. That concludes this episode of the Broadway Bulletin. Be sure to tune in to our next edition coming out every Tuesday and Saturday. Until next time, I'm Hope Bird. And I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phone. Unwrap your candies and keep your mask on. And keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod. And 
feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Booga Blues by U.S. Army Blues. Other music on this episode provided by Sophia Tucker and Billy Murray. Yo.